Hello, everyone, and welcome back for the very last drum roll episode of Paris Scope Critically Curious Conversations. We're so, so happy to have you here. Right. Thank you so much for tuning in. And thank you for having tuned in for the last one and a half or even two years since we started this. We really, really appreciate your support. And besides the urge of us to say thank you to all of you that have contributed, we want to use this episode to share some observations that we have had and, and still have about Bariscope, about the initial idea, about academia, about the learnings that we had from our guests. Don't worry, it's going to be a quick episode. It's going to be dense and condensed. So we just thought that this would be would be cool to, to wrap up Bariscope in, in this way. And so what is going to follow are some observations from us. With that, Leah, do, do you want to start? What do you want to get off your chest? I would love to start, and I have plenty of stuff to share, of course, but I will try and keep it brief. So first thing, I think, um, in observing the, the guests we've had throughout you know, the, the last 17 episodes, um, a, a topic that for me came up the whole time, again and again, especially when getting the big picture, was that somehow all of our guests have had sort of a bit of zigzag careers uh, and their career has not been sort of, you know, can't be summarized by a linearity, but rather by maybe a circularity integration and non-linearity. And I think either that was because we navigated to those kind of people that exactly could integrate more perspectives into their academic work or into their you know, work in a think tank, etc. Or it's because that's just simply um, the reality of, of living in our current world is that you get new impressions and you change your, your um, road. <laughs> um, and I think maybe just to give some examples for those that haven't listened to the actual episodes, for example, we had um, Pauline Rapneau, who was a humanitarian worker and worked uh, as a, a sexual violence advisor uh, with, with survivors in, for example, Congo for the Red Cross. And now she's a life coach. Um, we had uh, Simone Dietrich, who went from academia to working in the NGO sector to then making studies about um, NGOs and, and about foreign aid back in academia. We had Professor Mohamedou who uh, switched between being a foreign minister for Mauritania to then back to academia and really getting a wide integration of, of also even racism into the academic work at the, at the Graduate Institute and in his teachings. So these are all examples. And now most recently, Annalena Müller who went and who went from working for the UN to working for the foreign affairs office from Switzerland to now being the head of a think tank. So these are all people that were incredibly inspiring and who also really um, have, have very exciting careers. And I thought that was very helpful to see that you can arrive at a really successful and great position also by choosing to be a bit more messy in your choices. Do you have something to add on that? I don't. I mean, I would pick up the ball because I think you have what what you have said is extremely valuable. And that's also one of my takeaways. I would frame it um, also in a sense that I think there are way too many 
perceived barriers in academia and the professional world. And looking back, I think one of our motivations for Bariscope was the fact that we didn't really, we weren't really able to, to engage with professors, with professionals, with, with people that we think were interesting, had something to say, had thoughts that are inspiring, that, that can bring something new. And I think that this is a, a problem and an opportunity uh, at the same time. Academia needs to be accessible. It needs to be comprehensible. It needs to be open for people that have new thoughts. It, it needs to provide conditions for initiatives, student-led initiatives to, to thrive, but it also needs to enable discourse that is meaningful and that addresses the questions of our times and of the future developments. So I think that we have seen from the guests on Bariscope that there are so many people that are doing great work and have good ideas. There are many students that are really interested, that are motivated. And I think that it's just a, a matter of bringing these different lanes together. And we need academia that is in some countries largely funded by public money to integrate these these developments and and to be open in that sense i absolutely love that and i think that definitely is is something i can just echo and also in the face of so many challenges that our generation faces if we're not trained to think in a critical way and we don't have the spaces in our universities to actually build that muscle of uh, questioning, you know, things from different angles of having really a debate with our professors and actually going deeper, um, then, you know, who's going to do it and, and how are we going to face these challenges? We see throughout the span of these two years of podcasting, we started in a pandemic there, there was Afghanistan, there were Black Lives Matters demo demonstrations, there were, um, now there is the energy crisis, there is the war in Ukraine, there were so many, and on top of all of that, there is the whole climate crisis, there have been changes in governments all around the world that have moved towards uh, right-wing um, populist, you know, executives regimes, so so what we're seeing is like already in two years of doing this podcast, there were so many topics we felt we needed to address, which we hoped to address. And this, these are, we were only two people. And we guess there are so many other people that also feel the same way. So, so that was really, I think that really uh, became very visible also in the last two years, just the huge amount of challenges that our generation faces and that we need to train the muscle of critically thinking. Right. And there are so many people that have fantastic takes and insights and knowledge about all these situations and that are more than happy to share their thoughts. So I think it's also important, um, also maybe as a slight call to action for anyone that is interested, to dig deep, to create platforms in whatever form for this knowledge to be shared. Because again, we were lucky to have some renowned guests that were able to share their knowledge and take an hour of their time for a podcast they've never heard about. And so I think this is a very positive takeaway from my side is that people are, are really open to engage in, in dialogue. Yeah, absolutely. Do you have something else to, to still get off your chest? 
I mean, Leah, I think it would be interesting if, if we just took took one one minute to to reflect on the initial goal of of Bariscope and how it turned out, how our podcast has has transformed. What do you think? Mm-hmm. Absolutely, it's gone through through wild transformation. <laughs> yeah, right. No, and I think that it's interesting to see that we started pretty much academia focused. We interviewed professors, but then we we more and more had the the urge to sort of also incorporate our goal of showing different realities, giving different perspectives in in the professional world. What can you do with IR? What are the challenges of the humanitarian field, of politics, etc.? And I think that this is a an interesting development that even peaked in in one of my favorite episodes, which was on plural economics, where we we really thought, hey, this is something that is largely unnoticed in academia, but still so so valuable. So why not dedicate even two episodes to it? So I think that this is an, an interesting development that we've gone through. Yeah, and also just getting, um, I, I think really looking at the vast field of people that have a international relations background and in how many different fields these people find themselves. Because for us starting off, the question was why would you stay in academia if you could also you know work in an NGO work in a think tank um, work in in all those areas and then we focused on people from academia but we didn't actually look at the other um, areas you could also work in so that was really in the second and in the third season that was really our aim to to broaden the um, palette of guests we had on the podcast and it was a huge chance. I couldn't agree more. And I think I would still want to use this opportunity to get something else off my chest, which I think goes largely unnoticed as well. And that is not at all uh, a given fact or, or something natural all over the world is the fact that we were lucky enough to do this podcast in a country where we had press freedom, we had freedom of op- of opinion. We never had to fear any authority intervening in in what we said. We had an idea, we were able to pursue it, we were able to talk about what we wanted to, how we wanted to, without ever fearing repercussions. And I think this is something we really have to be aware of. We have to appreciate, especially in the current global context where so many people are not in the same position and, and have to fear the gravest of consequences for speaking on what they want and how they want and yeah I just wanted to to get that off my chest as well because I think this is something that we cannot take as as given and that we need to cherish and really have to appreciate and so now uh, maybe a few people that we want to thank before we you know, answer the last question, which we always ask on every podcast. Um, a few people that really helped us along the way. Uh, firstly, I mean, all of you listening, without you listening, there would not be a podcast. Podcasts live from, from actually people act- engaging with what you put out. So thank you so much to all of you listening. Thank you also to the uh, GSE, the Global Studies Institute, uh, for their support in form of microphones, but also especially in form of setting us in contact with um, David Gonzalez, who helped us for all things media and really was a huge help. But also thank you to Frekos Banan, thank you to Naji, thank you to Manon, thank you to Sam, thank you to Lisa, 
thank you to all those people. You know why we thank you. You were there in the very beginning for the first few podcasts, which were the hardest, the first few episodes, which were the hardest. Um, so, so big thank you to all of you. Absolutely. Thank you from, from me as well. It's heartwarming to, to reflect on, on all those of you that have uh, contributed and that have listened, listened to us. And especially also thank you to our guests. Um, they had, they gave their time, they gave their inputs and this podcast really uh, had the chance to, to really go deep into their own personal opinions. And so I would love to actually rebound on the question we asked our guests at the end of every episode. And the question was, what for a tip? Let's go only to one tip. But for one tip, would you give your 20-year-old self? And we're now, I'm 22. Lucas is 23, right? Right, still. <laughs> <laughs> so for me, I think it would be ask the why question. I mean, it's natural. You do it as a baby or as a toddler. Uh, you always ask why. And I think that we've learned from, from Bariscope and also looking back on, on what I would, again, say to my 20-year-old self is there are so many different realities. There are so many different questions people have insight on from many different point of views and it's all readily available and if you ask the why question it enables you to dive to, to get so much valuable knowledge out of people and also um, put things into new perspective so I think that this is what I would go for how about you Leah I'm excited to hear what you have in store I think I would tell my 20 year old self that having space is good um, because you're going to be the most creative when you're doing nothing. This podcast started in a place of nothing, of us being bored during the summer of 2020. Um, and yeah, and, and having the space to actually really, you know, dig deep and get bored. And I feel like we're living also in the current with the current geopolitical changes and the speed at which we receive information and very little insight uh, we we are having problems to actually stand still and I think that in space we're, we're most creative so that would be my tip fantastic point I think this is very important and we take it literally we make a break with Bariscope. <laughs> yeah, we open that space again. We're going to head different ways, though we're doing very similar things. Um, and I think both of us really are excited to ask the why question, to give space to, for, for everything to set, all the impressions also from leaving the University of Geneva from, from heading into this next chapter of our lives. And um, we hope that all of you have the space to now open the next chapter and to be critically curious. Right. So we wish you all the best. We thank you from the bottom of our hearts for helping us, for listening to us, for giving all the tips and insights. And if at some point, any questions arise, do not hesitate to reach out. Um, we're more than happy. And yeah, that's... And now comes the full version of our jingle. 
for the first <laughs> and the last time. <laughs> yes, let's do it. Let's do it. Thank you, Leah, so much for all you've you've done for Bariscope. It was an absolute pleasure. And maybe see you next time in in some sort and some shape. Have yeah. a good time. Thank you so much for this podcast. This has been probably one of the best decisions that I've taken in my 20s. So thanks for being a part of it. And um, yeah, thanks also for, I think, really challenging me to, to, you know, ask the right questions. So yeah, I'm really excited for what's to come. And I'm saying goodbye from the bottom of my heart too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.